Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to part two of a man baggage discussion about stress. God damn it. I'm doing this on Zoom. It's doing my head in. I'm joined by Melvin Adum and Chloe Maidley. So talk me through, Melvin. You've had one of your stressful days. Your cup's mm. brimming. The meniscus looks like it could break over the rim of the cup at any moment. It's <laughs> the only word I remember from science, and I love it. I'm, ha- I'm keeping it. <laughs> How do you de-stress? I'll go first. I love a shit film. I'm straight for the Liam Neeson. Uh, there's one at the moment where he has to drive over a lake without a lorry falling through ice. There's a good one with uh, Michael Jordan, not the basketball player, the actor, where his wife gets shot through the head at the top and then he goes and kills everyone with a gun. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm, I like popcorn, action movie, bottle of yeah. wine, maybe a cheeky gummy now and again if it's been a really bad day. And <laughs> I just sit there and I just I come back down. Quite simple things, really. A holiday, there's nothing major. But how do you, you've come in, you've had a real full cup day. Talk me through a Melbourne, a doom touchdown. For me, it's just... Melvin time. I just need time for myself. (laughs) And that can mean so many things. It can mean me doing a Chloe and going to the gym and just like going at it. It could mean going for a run. You guys obviously know that music is my world. In every room in my house, there's a speaker somewhere. Like music is part of my life. Like when I had a shower this morning, even if I hear three songs, it will help me through my day. Mm. And I DJ, if I'm really, really kind of like down or stressed, then I'll just, even if it's, I'm DJing to myself, I'll just spin some music it, and I can be there for hours. But yeah, and my little sister is my, I call her the angel of the family because she can find the positive in everything. No matter how negative it is, she finds the positive. So if I, if I need like a pick me up, then I have to, I'll call my sister. She always has me. It's interesting li- listening to that though, because a lot of Melvin's Melvin time stuff was was active, relaxing, but active. You went to the gym, you went on the decks, whereas mine was very passive. So I go to the gym. I really struggle to do a night workout. I try to do exercise every day. I mostly do, but I love whenever, I mean, I get up late because of what I do, but say today by 10 a.m., once I've got a triple espresso in me, I'm not in there unwinding. I'm in there winding up for the day. I come <laughs> out, you know, like First Blood, Frank Grillo, whoever you But want. you know what? When I'm in the gym... It's not the gym part that makes me feel um, better. It's afterwards. I can only relate it, and I don't know if anyone else, maybe people listening will feel like this. I can only connect it to going to church. When I'm actually at church, I'm like, okay, I'm here, and I'm listening to the (laughs) sermon and stuff. But when I come out, I feel so good afterwards. And that's how it is when I go to the gym. Like Afterwards, I feel so much better. And so, yeah, if I'm feeling a funny way, and, and if I'm feeling really shit that week, 
I have to like, I have to go to the gym. I, have mm. to. I, sp- I can't. I mean, I don't go to church, but I mean, as soon as I go to San Antonio, I be for have a similar religious system. <laughs> right? No, that's no, your but, religion, bro. Yeah, but but you, do you see what I mean, um, Chloe? It's it, I have to do nothing to come down. Maybe it's because yeah. I'm like meerkat on amphetamine throughout the day that yeah. all of my unwind stuff, eating with a laptop, with a Netflix special in silence, with a glass of is heaven. I'm never yeah. bored or lonely on tour because t- after running around like Lee Evans on crack for two hours. I, I spread my, I get, you know, like the little foot towel from the hotel. I put that on the bed. My takeaway cartons are out with all my different curries. Heaven on earth. I yeah. couldn't, I don't do jigsaws, even though I'm sure the feeling after the jigsaw is the same theory as the feeling after the gym. I, I, even reading sometimes, I go into stillness and after my stillness, I get the buzz that Melvin's talking about. Um, so what do you do to de-stress? Do you do like sort of a light tricep extension or something? <laughs> Tries for the guys. I completely agree with, with you, Russell. I think it depends on the time of day. And um, that is obviously largely because stress is a reaction as well to hormonal fluctuations. So it may, and your hormonal fluctuations will change because of your body clock, your circadian rhythm throughout the course of the day, which means that things that will make you feel good at in the morning at 7am aren't going to be the things that are going to make you feel good when, you know, you're starting your uh, melatonin starting to kick in and you want to come down. Sorry to interrupt you, Mia Flo, but would you say that's more extreme for women than men, this hormonal disruption, or is that just a lazy story? Because Lindsay's <laughs> like, no. I'm, I'm ovulating and now I'm not finished ovulating, I'm about to have my period, now I've finished having my period, I'm ovulating, so you're just being in a bad mood the whole month then, is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I think there is... <laughs> There is definitely a week, and it's usually the week pre-menstruating, where women do really struggle in terms of mood, hunger, sleep, even like thermogenesis, the whole thing. Like it's it's intense. And I really feel for women in that. And I'm obviously a woman, so I understand. <laughs> Although I don't even get pre-menstrual that badly, but some of my clients, it, they can't get out of bed for a week. So that's fair. But I mean more in terms of like stress management throughout the day. So like, you know, I'll get up in the morning and, and the first thing, my bo- your body is flooded with cortisol when you wake up. The first thing I want to do is get in the gym, train, and like you say, wind myself up. And that is like stress management in a way. Um, and then at night, 100% I'm like you in that it doesn't really suit me doing what I do because all I want to do is eat food and drink wine and chill the fuck out. Um, and that to me is absolutely like the thing I need to do before before I go to bed. And yeah, I, it, I, it just depends on the on the time. If I had to send you both away for three days on holiday, Chloe, you go, you're going, where, what is your de-stress holiday? Is it backpack on, exploring the side streets of Venice, finding a hidden eatery in your scruffy clothes, or is it all-inclusive band, Maldives, pile of books, I'm not going to move? Yeah, I mean, it's either, it depends when I book it, but it's either going to be a, a beach bum, uh, I'm just going to get drunk all day, every day on the sand holiday, or it's an Ibiza, like I'm going to be in the toilets of Pasha, raving until <laughs> yes. uh, until closing time and it literally depends on the day you catch me on like melvin was talking about music if i hear if mu- if i'm listening to music like, and i'm like in that headspace and someone's like should we book a holiday i'm like fucking i be there let's have it <laughs> <laughs> like, but if it's like i'm really stressed with work and i'm kind of tearing someone's like oh let's book a holiday i'm like i need a beach <laughs> it just depends Melvin, all-inclusive all band with a little waiter checking in. You put a flag up on your sunbed, he runs across, do you need another cocktail? Or are you more, you know, Maca Pichu? Oh, my God, we've seen some Peruvian ruins. Let's go. Come on, Ricky. No, you know what? I hate sightseeing. I'm but, sure you don't go on holiday with Ricky, but in my head. <laughs> I always follow Ricky. Um, you know what? It's mad you guys have both mentioned Ibiza because I actually think 
that's the one place you can do everything. Yes. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people don't know. You can go to Ibiza and there's like yoga retreats. There's yep. like a yep. place with like a massive place with like an infinity pool. You can go to like beaches. You can go to the club. You can go to wicked restaurants. So Ibiza is probably the best place to do mm-hmm. everything. And I think for me, the best de-stressing holiday is a place where I can do everything. Because after a while, I'll get bored. If it's just like chill, I get bored. If it's just clubs, then I get tired. I want to yeah. do a bit of everything. See, yeah. and that's the surprising thing about me. I, I've done seven, ten nights. I've got ten nights in St. Lucia praying it comes off this year. Oh. I've I better cancel about eight holiday. I know I won't get bored. Do I, really? What about leaving the resorts in the island? How about fucking not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about fucking not? I, by, by, by day one, I'm best mates with whoever r- runs the bar, is at the bar. It's like we've grown up together on St. Lucia. Yeah. And that is where I will be, or I'll be sunbathing, or me and Min, Min and my daughter will be off walking and exploring. Happy. It's, it does not fit with my personality. It surprises me about myself. I'm so easily bored in, when I'm not on holiday. But you know what it is? It's because it's the opposite of what you do. Maybe. Do you mean? And it's weird because actually we all love our jobs. So I think our jobs actually keep us at a really good level and it keeps us quite happy. So sometimes you've got to do the opposite to make you even happier, if that makes sense. So Russ is always on one. He's always running around. He's always busy. So sometimes he's chill is to chill. Chloe, you're always in the flipping gym. You're always (laughs) eating well. So your chill is to have a glass of wine and pig out. That's your chill. Do you see what I'm saying? So you do the opposite of what you do. Melvin smashed it. Very true. But it's also fair to say, I think, I say this all the time because I think in my industry, there's so everywhere, it's so contentious, especially being a woman and talking about dieting, God forbid. I'm like, we've forgotten there's a spectrum of character. You have extroverts like my dad who are like, go, 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 go. You have introverts like my mum who are like, no, no, fuck off, leave me alone. And then you have ambiverts. And I think no, I'm Russell, I'm yeah, you are. Oh. And I am too. I think we have flashes where we're like, Boom! And then long periods of time where I'm like, nobody talks to me. I love being on my own. I've never, ever experienced loneliness. I've only experienced solitude. Same. Wow. And solitude, there's a big difference. They're the same thing physically. I'm in a basement flat here. I've been here for five nights. I adore my daughter. I worship the ground she walks on. She's five and I FaceTime her all the time. But when I hang up the FaceTime, am I here going, oh, which show is it? I'm, not, no. I'm loving life. I'm the same. Looking at the Deliveroo menu at three in the afternoon, having a frisson of excitement about being on my own with it at 11 p.m. that night. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the exact same way. I love that. Surprising ambivert. Uh, so let's, um, let's talk about different types of uh, uh, stress. Financial stress. Now, the business we're in, I don't care how well the three of us are doing at the moment. It fucking stalks us like a monster in this business. One wrong tweet, one wrong foot, just suddenly just not the flavour of the month anymore. We know what's coming down the fucking road for us. Do you think we're all going to be sat on a podcast when we're 80, still repping it? Come on. <laughs> so there's going to be financial concerns at one point. Now, this is massive. This is a killer, a killer stress for many people, men, women, literally suicide, heart attack. How do you deal with one of the worst types of stresses? Uh, and if, you, if you're in a position where you don't have to worry about money at the moment, you still have to plan and mortgages and things can overwhelm you. What are you like with money and financial stress? Because it's a big one, Melvin. This is a tough one, you know, bro, because uh, first lockdown was like the first time I was worried because gigs stopped and I didn't realise how much like DJ and I did of a year. And obviously mm-hmm. the tax man don't stop taking his money. Do you no. know what I mean? 
And like, I try and take care of my family. Like I've, I try and take care of my mum. I make sure she's always got money every single week. I try and take care of my little sister, even though she's in her thirties. So I feel like there's people depending on me. So when that stopped and when TV stopped and thank God I had Radio One, cause I don't know what I would have done. Um, it did feel like a quite a scary moment. And this is gonna sound really, really weird, but I think it's about focusing on the shit you do have. Like mm. my mum's here, she's cool, like she's well. I've got an amazing family. I've got an amazing unit of friends. I've got people like yourselves who still want to speak to me. I've got our listeners who will tune in every single day to Radio One. So I think it's about focusing on what you do have. But I'll be honest with you, that that financial thing is stressful, man. It's it's a real stress and it's and it's hard not to think about it. But don't you think when you've grown up, um, I'm assuming you grew up working class. I shouldn't make that assumption. Yeah, you yeah, said yeah. single parent. So yeah, yeah. Like, we weren't like poor or anything, but my mum my was a cleaner. My dad was in manual labour. We certainly weren't rich. So you're brought up with an air of money might run. I never went hungry. I never had a school uniform that didn't fit, but it was always, it could run out. That's my dad drummed into me from when I had language. I might run out of money, boy. And that stalks you your whole life. I don't care what my bank balance says. It's like there's a monster around the corner going, fucking be careful because I will come yeah. for you. My name is Poverty. Well, bro, because you know how it is. Like, if you come from a working class family, like, I know how hard it was for my mum to raise myself and my sister. And so I don't want my kids, when I have kids, to ever have to go through that struggle. I want them to be at the best school. I want them to have the best clothing and to never worry about food or a roof over their head. I want to provide for them. So, yeah, it, it, is, it becomes a worry. And like I said, I'm all about taking care of my family. So if there is an issue, and also I feel like sometimes there's people in my circle who kind of look up to me. So I don't want to ever let them down. It's more to do with letting people down. Mm-hmm. Do you mean? In the second lockdown, bruv, like I love my cars. So I had like a sick car, which was sitting on my drive for the whole of lockdown. And it was, <laughs> it was pointless me having it. Yeah. So I gave it back. I've, I've always had like, I always like lease or have them on finance. So I gave the car back. And giving the car back hurt me. I don't know why. I was like, mm. I don't have a nice car on my drive, but I wasn't using it. Yeah, it felt wrong. I've got, I've got like a, a, a 1986 sort of collectible BMW. It's not worth tons of money, but I love it. But it felt morally wrong for it to be there. I just looked at it and thought, what are you doing? You're not, you're not bringing anything to this lockdown, no gig party. And I considered getting rid of it. I'm glad I didn't. It's a weird feeling, man. But like... Like I said, just focus on the things you do have. So, Chloe, when you've got so much shit going on, you're running God knows how many businesses, you had a completely different start in life. But in a way, it's its, it's own stressful because when you've got high-profile parents, it's like you've got to fucking strike your own way out in the world. And the way you prove you do that is by doing the numbers. So you must have had your own sort of financial stress, which is, look, look at me, I'm doing my own thing. And then you've got to manage it all. So how do you respond to that side of things, business and finance stress? It's really interesting. First of all, I think people don't know about my parents is that it wasn't until I was about eight or nine years old that they started making good money. Before that, they had four kids, uh, a crippling mortgage, and we didn't have much money to play with. I mean, we had enough, like you said, like we were fine, but there was nothing, there were no big holidays. Like we holidayed in caravans in Cornwall, like that was what we did. And I vividly remember being nine years old, standing in the checkout line with my dad. I think it was, obviously it wasn't Tesco. 
I'm sure a lot of people won't get that reference. But um, standing in the checkout line was <laughs> my dad. It. Yeah. <laughs> All the older generation will. Standing in the oh, checkout lovely. Line I didn't dad. get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too young for that. I'm too young. You missed it. Um, so standing in the checkout line with my dad and it came, it was around Christmas time and it came to like a big amount, which was like £100, something like that. And I remember him leaning down and whispering in my ear and I was nine. It's so nice to to pay this and not have the fear of God struck into me. Like, I think they were really financially stressed wow. for the first decade of my life and they hit it really, really well for me. Um, but yeah, and I, I remember it and I've seen it. And it's funny what Melvin was saying. And I, I see this with James too. James's parents also, they grew up kind of living beyond their means, which meant that money was a real struggle. It just maybe didn't look it on the outside, but on the inside, it was hell. And James has talked about this openly, so I'm absolutely not dobbing anyone in. But I think that's because of male pride, um, which kind of touches on what Melvin was saying about wanting to have nice cars and also wanting to come across and look to your friends. Like, you're really successful. Like, you've got your shit together. You can have the nice watch and the fancy car. But for me, it's the flip. I don't want to be that girl that relies on her parents for money because everybody assumes I'm that girl. And so my pride is I never want to have to ask them for money. But do you find that stressful? Do you, is that, does it, does it not, because what, what I'm talking about, and I think what Mel was talking about is, I do find that stressful. The idea yeah. that, that poverty's talking, I don't look at poverty on the corner and it's not like earlier and yeah, man, that's my motivation to do well. I don't think I'll ever be able to lose that fear that ultimately I will end up back in the council house I grew up in, <laughs> sort of just about with enough money. I can't get rid of it. And that's not good stress. And I know I know what you mean. And, and I, I like I'm lucky that that level of, okay, that's the worst case scenario. That isn't going to happen to me. And I'm so, so lucky. And yeah, no, totally I'm talking about your that. your stress. No, no, your stress is I don't, I'm that people think of me as that girl. That's a horrible stress to carry. Oh, I mean, the, the financial stress is like, I, if anything, it's a driver for me. But yeah, it's horrible meeting people. And knowing, I already know what people think. The second they look at me, I'm blonde, I've got a stupid high-pitched voice and my parents are rich and Judy. And that is a horrible thing that mm -hmm. I had to kind of process in my 20s, but I think I'm kind of through now, thank God. <laughs> and what was your what was your process? So Melvin's talked helpfully about focusing on what he does have and all the positive things and everything like that. How, how did you work? What, what, what tools did you use? You're talking about prejudice, really, which will take on many forms for a lot of our listeners. They will walk in. I've had it myself. Some of the jobs I've walked into, unless I did a fake accent, I wouldn't get the job. Yeah. Because I yeah, sound like it's, fucking um... going to sell you some fruit off a stall. <laughs> yeah, <look. laughs> um, do a £1 fish in your ethnic accent. It's, 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 pre it's, pre it's a form of prejudice. So what was your tools for dealing with the stress that that brought? Self-worth, creating a life for myself that I was fucking proud of. Because in my 20s, you know, my early 20s, I didn't know what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be. So that crushing pressure of me being Richard and Judy's daughter, which is how it felt internally, nearly destroyed me and led me to getting mm. quite bad anxiety yeah. disorder. Yeah, but then doing what I do now, having success in what I do, being passionate about it, and I dare I say it, being good at my job, gave me so much self-worth that now I don't really care what people think of me because I think I'm good. I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good egg. I'm happy, and that is how I got got through it. Can I just say I'm I'm really happy for you, Chloe, because I remember years ago doing a a pilot for a panel show, and I remember then I thought you were such a, a wonderful character. I thought the way you communicated was just beautiful. 
I thought you had an amazing personality. So when I saw you blowing up on the whole fitness thing and your books coming out, I was genuinely like happy for you. So yeah, oh, big up. Big that's up. really touching. To a loving, guys. Right, let, me throw some more, let me throw some more stress into this before this gets too cozy. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> there's something we need to talk about. I think that there's a massive gender divide here, but sadly, it's narrowing. And I say sadly in that I always thought naively, by the time we got to 2021, maybe that we would be judging women less for how they looked <laughs> and they were becoming it. But what's happened is women have stayed at the same level of being judged by their look, and slowly but surely men are rising up to be as equally fucked as them. <laughs> Who'd have thought feminism, when it failed to get equality for women, could just drag men down? Um, so why I want to talk about the stress, Melvin, of how m- this is a new phenomenon for men. I can remember going on holidays, lads' holidays, 10 years ago, and just the lads just whipping their tops off by the pool. I don't remember it being a thing. You never thought about your body before you went on holiday. I never crossed my fucking mind what I looked like. I used to go out with whatever top man shirt I picked off the shelf, <laughs> wherever it was. Yeah. I got turned away from Bagley's in King's Cross because I did. I looked too chavvy. I remember, never forget that. So it never was in my mind. I was aware I was working class and didn't have any fashion sense and I didn't have any body shape. I wasn't bothered. I had a beautiful girlfriend. And that was life. It ain't like that anymore. Some of my friends, when we go on holiday, it's like, oh, where are we going? Oh, no, yeah, I'll keep my T-shirt on by the pool. These are grown-ass men in their 40s. And I'm like on, I have to leave an extra 10 minutes now to go on Instagram to make sure I'm wearing what this Instagram fashion blogger is wearing so that I, my outfit looks good. This isn't just about body confidence and body fat. This is about men getting stressed about whether they should wear a scoop neck vest under their fucking Ted Baker shirt. Melvin, do you not give a fuck or are you as ruined as me? I definitely care, man. Like, I shouldn't care. But like I said to you earlier, I don't think my looks are my weapon. I think my words are my weapon. I think we're in a day and age now. When you go on dating apps and stuff like that, girls always say, 
I want a guy who makes me laugh, a guy who makes me smile. So I think my biggest weapon is always my words and my humour. It's not, it's not how I look. I try to make sure I look okay as well. But does it ever stress you? Are you ever, you're looking in the mirror, you're going on a hot nah. date, you never feel stressed. <laughs> I'm quite a Insecurity. Like, I, think, I think I'm sexual chocolate, bruv. I have no <laughs> problems. I think I'm so damn sexy. I put my aftershave on and a nice jacket. I jump in my car and I feel sexy. I never stress okay. about how I Well, look. I'm sexual chocolate as well. I'm milky bar all over me, but yeah. <laughs> You're the milky bar yes. kid. I'm the milky bar yes, kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dropped from out of space. That's where you're going, baby girl. No, uh, it's, that's not the that's not the issue. The issue is not my confidence or being sexual chocolate. My issue is I look at that mirror. I was just doing it last night. I'm sending topless selfies to my wife. We've been married for seven years and I'm waiting for the double tick and reply. This is obviously some level of stress or insecurity there. It's not just about a year. To, it is something to turn you on. I mean, I'd like to think that was it, but really what's going on there is, please tell me I look nice. That's what's really going on. Let's face it. You don't have any of that. I don't, I think we all get like that. For example, I cannot, and Chloe, I might have to call you afterwards. I cannot budge my, my belly. Like I can't get abs. I used to get abs for fun back in the day. Man's in his forties <laughs> now, like it's not running. You're so, too much like, sexual chocolate, mate. That's the issue. Too much chicken, too much of that sexual chocolate. So I can't, like that obviously winds me up. But I don't go out, if I meet someone new, I don't go, this is the reason why she's not speaking to me. I don't go, someone's not chatting to me because of, I can't get abs. Do you know I mean? But do you, you recognise that as a new male stress though? You must have men in your group that are like, oh God, I just, I feel, oh, no, this none of my boy, none of, no, none of my boys Really? Like, nah, I think it's hidden, don't you, Chloe? I think a lot of men get stressed. Okay, let's talk about hair then. Hair. I'm fucking derma rolling the shit out of my... I'm trying to hang on to my crown like Prince fucking Andrew here. Uh, and I've got, I've got like an Elvis hair at the front. So I'm having treatment at the back here to hold... It is very stressful for a man to, to lose his, his hair. It's definitely something James has struggled with for, I mean, the last 10 years of his life. And everyone always makes jokes about it. And I know he's super insecure about it because I would say at least once a week, if not more... He'll say to me, "Do you think I should get my my lid done? So you know, have the hair, and whatever." Lid. Plus, yeah, of course, <laughs> I lid. Love that. Do you think I should get? He calls it a schlid, shit lid. <laughs> so, do you think I should get my schlid done? And I'm like, no. And I'll tell you what it is. Women, okay, look, we're not blind. Like, if we see like Zac Efron, we're gonna be like, "Hello, you're really good looking." But at the same time. Women don't particularly care about what you look like. We care about how sexy you are. Yeah, like I want to I want to be on a date with a guy I want to fuck at the end of the night. I don't care if he's got a raging six pack or not, which is ironic because I married a guy who has perpetual abs, which is maddening. But I, I don't care. Like I, I actually, I, I, what I think has really driven this home is the sending of pictures. Guys are always sending girls pictures that they fancy or asking for pictures, pictures, pictures. They really care about appearance. It is, it is just the way that I think a lot of men are programmed. If I was single, I would not be messaging guys I fancy, like, send me a picture. No, that would never happen. Um, so I think, yeah, men... You're going to be definitely... receiving them anyway, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, <that's all> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I get what hobbies are you into? Week. And there's his dick. <laughs> I'll ask yeah. you about your hobbies. Oh, okay. And, like... Nobody wants to see a stranger's penis. Like, no I don't one. want to see it. Don't send it. But at the same time, I do think that men and women are wired a bit differently in terms of visuals. But I do see that men are now getting as much shit. And part of me is happy and part of me is sad because yeah. it's, it's horrible. But how do you... So talk me through your stress. You're going out for dinner. You're both going out. How much stress is there before you, you look in the mirror? Do you experience 
negative stress and run back and go, I fucking hate this dress. It looked nice when I first tried it. You have all that. I have it a lot for a bloke. I'll go through these trousers and I look fucking shit in there. How can I think I look good? I'm five foot ten, why am I not six foot one? Yeah, I have all of that. But Lindsay obviously has it a hundred times more because she's a girl and she knows that's how she's being looked at. Yeah, you know what? If it's just James and I, I don't give a shit. I'm fine. We're married. It is and nobody's going anywhere. It is what it is. If I know there's going to be loads of other women there, yeah. Like the thought process of like, what am I going to wear? Um, am I going to... Because also my friends are ridiculously gorgeous, which is just bizarre, but all of them are. And I'm like, I need to kind of somehow be somewhere in the vicinity of them or I'm going to feel embarrassed. And the irony is, is that... Well, not the irony, the outcome is that never happens. I always have a great time with all my friends, James, they're the girls, everyone. That's but what like, we're learning yeah. about stress is imagining future shit that yeah. doesn't happen. I think it was Melvin. It's imagining it. And ultimately when you get there, you're going to get, you know, drunk, you're going to hang out with your mates, you're going to have a great night. But yeah, there is this, there is this fear of how is how I look going to be perceived and it is just your projection of your own insecurities onto other people so you so that's interesting so we get stressed based on a competition that isn't there for an event you're arriving at so in that case Melvin given that we know that your weapon is your words and your humor and your sexual chocolate if you're (laughs) if you're going to an event and you know there's going to be other Melvin-y type charismatic fellas there do you suddenly get banter stressed in the taxi on the way there Bro, exactly that happened. So uh-huh. and I'll tell you I'll tell you who it is, because you both know him. So you know uh, Mo the comedian? Yes. Yes. So Mo does this, I don't know if he still does it, but he used to do this like live game show, right? And he was amazing. I was a guest on the game show and I came out and I bumped into a girl who I used to date. She was outside on this balcony. And I started speaking to her and I was like, What who are you here with? And she was like, I'm with Mo. And at that yeah. point, I realised I had no, I had no chance because, like, Mo at this point, like, he was doing all these viral stuff, like, absolutely killing it, brand new shows. I can't compete with that. Do you see what I'm saying? And he's but, did like, you, but did you experience a stressful feeling or was it a kind of Buddha, ah, oh, well, it is what it is, where's the next girl? Or yeah. was there stress? It just, <laughs> it, just, it just made me feel a bit depleted because it just felt like I don't have any cards to play. I can't bust joke. I don't, you know, he's a younger dude. He's like, Mo's a good looking dude as well. He's taller than me. I have no cards to play here. So I was like, just depleted if I was honest. And do, but do you ever get that? So this sort of what we're identifying as a more female feeling, so which I get because I'm obviously a girly man. But so I look in the mirror and I get that pre-stress event of stuff that's never going to happen. No one's going to give a shit whether I'm wearing skinny jeans from ASOS or Top Man, but in my head, it's the end of the world. But do you ever look in the mirror and think, oh, my God, there's going to be loads of guys there on top band tonight. I'm a bit stressed. But what if I turn into a wallflower? Or do you deal with it when you get there? Do you know what? I think I get that when I'm, if it's in work mode, I sometimes worry about, like, how I look or how, I, how I'm perceived to people if it's in a work kind of setting. So sometimes I might do something and I think, oh, maybe I look too old for this job. Especially when I started at Radio 1. Like, Radio 1 is a really young station and yeah. everyone like on that station is cool. There's no uncool presenters at Radio 1. So when you start, you're like, whoa, like, do I Hang feel... Hang on, Greg James is there. Do you know... <laughs> yeah, there you go. A, lank- a lanky cricket fan <laughs> yeah. that likes hanging out with his mum and dad in Norwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but everyone is just so cool. And so you do worry, like, do, do I fit in? Like, you do have that kind of worry in your mind. But again, I've, I've always been blessed in that I've had like Ricky and Charlie. And so they're like mm. my miniature family. So I always feel kind of Aww. safe and protective and, and they always have my back. So I don't know if I feel it to 
to the level where I would call it stress. I don't know if I'd call it stress. I don't want to stress the listener out, but we're out of time. I will just say the one bit of stress you can manage is feeling stress about the fact you're a stressful person. Do not beat yourself up about feeling stress. Some people are genetically predisposed to higher stress levels. You cannot help it. Uh, some people battle with stress more frequently, and some of it boils down to genetics. Your genes produce proteins, which dictate how your body functions. So if you're feeling stressed, try and use some of the tools we've identified today but ultimately it's like having ginger hair there's nothing you can do about it you know i love ginger people but you're always going to be ginger unless you do what ryland is that's bloody convincing well done ryan <laughs> anyway we're out of time thank you so much to my guests thank you melvin Adum, chloe madeley uh we've been working through stress if you've enjoyed what you've listened to and you've come here as fans one of my guests today please hit subscribe hit it nice and hard if you're feeling a bit stressed uh, leave a review um, if you haven't enjoyed it you know vent in words but don't post it because I'm so close <laughs> to getting a juicy sponsorship thank you very much for listening goodbye ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.